Ag State of Mind, episode 47. Welcome to Ag State of Mind, a podcast that examines the stresses affecting producers of agriculture and how to alleviate these stresses and improve farmers' lives. In this podcast, we discuss openly the mental health crisis that is occurring in the agricultural community and what we can do to help turn it around. Now here's your host, Jason Meadows. Back to another episode of the Ag State of Mind podcast, a member of the Global Ag Network. I'm your host, Jason Meadows, and today on the show, we have my friend, we have her back, Caroline Sicht. Um, if you guys have been following along with the podcast, she was episode 22 of the podcast, so you can go back and check out our initial interview there. But today, we're talking about a little thing a little bit different. Um, we're talking about county fairs and how they affect the kids that are involved in that, how they affect the parents and the leaders involved. Uh, my kids, I have four kids that show at the county fair on a normal year. And uh, this year, with everything that went on, if you guys have been paying attention to my social media and to a few of my blog posts, you'll know that it was uh, the county fair looked a lot different this year. And uh, for Caroline and her county fair up north, she's the livestock coordinator for her county fair. And uh, it looked really different for them, too. So we talk a little bit about that. And we talk about why county fairs are so important to the youth um, that are involved and really to the mental health of those of those kids. And I think that's what both of us are trying to do. Both Caroline and I is get to the get to the youth, get to the future of agriculture, get to these 4-H and FFA kids, because letting them know that people care about them and letting know that their mental health is important um, and knowing people care about them that are older than them. Um, that's I think we're both really trying to do that. And we're on the same page, same team for that. So really excited for you to get to hear about our conversation about our own unique experiences at the county fair this year. So, all right, here we go with my episode with Caroline Sicht. Caroline, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Welcome back to the podcast, I should say. You're one of the few that I get to say that to. <laughs> I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me back on your show. Yeah, really, really exciting. It's uh, It's been a little while. A lot has happened since the last time we chatted. The world has kind of just been flipped upside down. Um, and so what we're going to be talking about today is is county fairs and specifically the livestock show at county fairs and how important that is for kids and how important it is for um, our, our, our livestock kids to, you know, how big a deal that was for them to kind of be in the unknown, kind of be in limbo there for a while. Yeah. I saw it firsthand as I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about this more, but I am the uh, livestock chairman for our county fair. So, I mean, it was, I can tell the story if you'd like, but it was just six weeks of hell really because our county fair got canceled. And then we had, I had a group of my livestock committee parents that just were like calling me like crazy, like Caroline, my kids are crying. What are we going to do? They've worked all year long for these shows. And some of the kids, it was their last year. So it just, I mean, everything, like you said, kind of got flipped on its head and it just was there for a minute. It felt like we were just drowning in <laughs> uncertainty and all kinds of craziness. And oh my gosh, it was insane. I'm sure it was for you guys too. Yeah, it was 
it was i think it was a shorter time from when we knew that it like when we knew it was going to be canceled to when we knew what that it was actually going to go on although not in the similar fashion but yeah but i mean it was like so much and i made a post about this a few months back like i remember one of my kids asking me in like april like dad we're gonna have the fair right and like yeah, we're going to have the fair. Like, why wouldn't we have the fair? Like, that's back when we thought that this was going to be a couple month thing. And then it does all going to be done with. I mean, those were the good old days, right? Right. But, but so, you know, we, I had no idea. So like, what I want to talk about, like to start off, like, why, why is this so important? I mean, to somebody who, you know, maybe lives in the city and they think of the county fair as just like this novelty thing, you know, why is it so important to these kids to actually even have this county fair? Yeah. So to somebody who maybe doesn't really know, um, the county fair may just seem like a carnival and a few, you know, roller coaster rides, not roller coaster rides, but you know, some like tilt-a-whirls and some cotton candy. And then, oh, there's a barn with some animals over there and we'll go and we'll leave and whatever. Um, but to the, to the livestock families and the kids who show livestock, this is the culmination of what they have worked all year for. And in some cases with the older kids, it may be their last year ever getting to do it. They have worked their, their entire show career for this time to show at these fairs. And really it, to me, it's just, it's where these kids get to show off what, what they are so passionate about because there's some farm kids that play sports and show livestock and they do both things. But a lot of them, this is their thing. This is their sport. This would be like canceling nationals for somebody who plays a sport or canceling a huge tournament that they've worked and played for all year long, right? So it's just so important that these kids get the chance to, you know, show off the things that they're proud of and that they've been working on. And I know your family has cattle like mine does. So the county fair steers are bought in the fall and then they're not shown until the following July. So those kids especially right. have the monetary investment. They have the time investment, the hard work. I mean, all of the kids have that. And then the other livestock is bought a little bit closer to the fair in the spring. But still, I mean, it's those kids work hard. They work at home every day. They learn life lessons. They learn how to take care of another living thing. <laughs> and so the county fairs are, for most of them, that's that's their chance. That's where they get to go show Many of them do not go to the state fair, but they get to have their friends and their family and everybody that they love come out and watch them show off this project that they've worked for all year long. And I know for me, when I was showing, I took an incredible sense of pride and like, dang, I did this. I worked hard to get this animal looking this good and to get it here and to keep it alive all that time. And, you know, with the help of my parents, of course, and I learned a lot along the way, but it was still my project and I got to make the decisions and it was just a really big deal to me. So to have that be canceled, even for just one year, that was just devastating to a lot of families across the country. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, yeah, and we're, I think we are very fortunate here in Missouri that it wasn't worse because I know like Illinois, Indiana, so much, I mean, they were just gone, you know, totally yeah. canceled and didn't do anything. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're well, fortunate. There was people from Illinois that came and rented fairgrounds here in Missouri to have their fairs here. They drove two hours. Yeah. I heard you talk about that on your podcast last, you know, whenever it was, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. I didn't know that until you said yeah. that. So, and for the, for the folks that do show livestock at more places than just the county fair, there's shows that are around the country. And like you said, I did talk about this in my podcast episode a couple of weeks ago, but I'll restate it now. 
it was crazy for a minute because whenever our fair got canceled, it was, gosh, I think it was early May. And at that point, that's when they're called jackpot shows. There are a lot of little shows that happen on Saturdays and you load up your animals, you go show for the day, you win some prize money, you go home and it's just really fun. You get to go show against other kids from other parts of the state or the country and whatever. Well, that's at that point, that's when the the quote unquote jackpot season was at its peak. And that's when people were coming to Missouri to show from Arizona, California, North, Northeast, whatever that's called over there, New England area. Like people from all over the place were coming to show livestock here in Missouri because we didn't have the regulations. Like the state of Illinois is shut down pretty much, especially Mm -hmm, at that time. And so they just, they, I think that's what I heard is that some, a county from Illinois rented out some fairgrounds here in Missouri to have their county fair here because they didn't have any other choice. They couldn't have it anywhere closer to home. And that's how passionate they were about having it. Yeah. And so, I mean, that kind of like totally brings to light how important this is to folks. I mean, it's not just, uh, you know, something you said to me, like, it's not like, so let's take it to like a baseball team, like a, somebody who plays baseball. It's not like it's a game that got canceled. It's like your entire season got canceled. Exactly. You know, I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. that's how, I mean, I mean, of course we had baseball teams have their entire, you know, so, I mean, it, it's relative, you know, to that. So, but it's, I mean, it's, it's a big deal other than like the, just the four days of the fair being canceled. I mean, it's a, like I said, the kids who show, show beef, it's, all the way back. I mean, we had our steers picked out in November, you know? So, I mean, it's a, it's a big, it's a big deal, you know? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of time, money, work, stress, all that into one. So, I mean, it's like just, it's just, it's, it's a big deal when, when something like this gets put off or gets possibly canceled or even put in limbo. So like, so I want to talk about, so I want, what I want to move on to is I want to talk about how like, so you got the announcement. I mean, I, I think we all kind of knew it was inevitable, especially. So for us, it's when the, there was one County fair that was canceled. That was relatively close to us. It was just uh, like an hour down the road. I think it was the Franklin County fair in union, uh, Missouri. And when that one went down, I'm like, Ooh, man, that's rough. That, 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 that could be. And then the one right next to us, 30 minutes or 20 minutes down the road, the fair in Sullivan, which is a lot bigger one. A lot, it's a lot more comparable in size to ours. And when that one went down, we're like, eh, there's no way now, you know? So like, and yeah. then it was a few, it was like a week or two later when we got the announcement of ours and it was just like, man, what are we going to do? Like it was, it was a lot of stress there for a few weeks. So t- talk about the reaction among your kids and among your families. What, what was that like? Like not knowing. Yeah. So I kind of touched on this already a little bit, but so we got the green light initially for our County fair, which if you all are not from Missouri, if you're listening to this, you're not from Missouri and you're not familiar with, you know, our counties and things. I live in Boone County, which is where Columbia is which is where the University of Missouri is. So Boone County is a very interesting place because we do have Columbia, which is a very fairly large town. I would consider it to be an urban setting and it's, it's a large town. About a hundred thousand people live there. Yeah. Over a hundred thousand people. Yeah. Um, and I think in my podcast, I said there were a lot of free thinkers <laughs> that live there, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. which is fine. But then we also have a lot of urban or I'm sorry, rural surrounding communities. We have like four or five little towns that surround Columbia that are extremely rural, a lot of cows and crops and corn and beans and all of that stuff. So you have all of this kind of melting pot into one County and you're trying to have a mm-hmm. fair. <laughs> 
And so we initially, we got the green light and we were good to go. And we were shocked because we've had a lot of different COVID health regulations and things going on. We're still, it's not countywide right now, but it's August 13th right now. And we still have in the city of Columbia a face mask mandate, where if you go in anywhere, you have to wear a face mask. And they just passed something last week where you cannot get up from your table at a restaurant. You have to stay seated unless you're leaving or coming in or going to the bathroom, <laughs> which is like, what else do you do at a restaurant? But anyways, <laughs> so um, we were, you know, we were chugging on, we were good to go. We had the green light. And then I got a phone call on a Thursday evening, much like this one, <laughs> about seven o'clock. And they said, the person on the other end of the phone was a fair board member. And I answered it. And the first thing they said to me was, Caroline, are you sitting down? <laughs> And I said, oh, no, 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 no. So that that was about six weeks before the fair was to happen. So, and that was at the exact same time as what I was saying a few minutes ago, that that jackpot season was happening where people were driving literally across the United States to show livestock. So we felt like we had the rug pulled out from under us because we, we had the green light and we were okay. And then all of a sudden we weren't. And so we just kind of, I hung up the phone and they, they told me the news and they were like, we are so sorry. We just, you know, we just got this news that we can't have the fair and whatever. And so I was just like, oh my God. Okay. And so they said, okay, well, if you want to go ahead and have the livestock shows, that's up to your committee. You guys are on your own. We can't do anything as a fair board, but you guys can, you know, you do it. So I was like, okay. So I hung up the phone and I started calling people and next thing you knew, actually, no, I take that back. I called my neighbor. I called one person and I said, this is the call I just got what are we going to do? And we left right then. I went and picked him up and we went and looked at other fairgrounds in our county to try to find a new place to have it um, because we couldn't have it in the city limits of Columbia. That was the issue. So mm-hmm. in that time, in within an hour and a half, we were at looking at this new facility and I, my phone was just ringing off the hook. I got probably six or seven phone calls between here and um, the place we ended up having it, which is about 20 minutes away. The news just spread like wildfire everybody was calling me saying, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? My kids are crying, Caroline. We have to find a solution. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Just let let me think for a minute, you guys. And I just, I'm really blessed in the way that I am the chairman for this County, but I have a committee of people behind me. And I've said this this whole time, I could not have done it without the group of people that I had with me. It's just a group of really passionate parents that just like, it didn't matter what we had to do or where we had to go. We were going to have these shows. And I was not the only, for a while there, I was like, okay, am I the only crazy person (laughs) that wants this to happen this badly? You know, there for a minute, you start second guessing everything. It's like, oh my God, is this all even worth it? Because it was so like, it was just nuts and you couldn't believe it was happening. But thankfully I have a lot of parents in my committee that just, you know, kept us all going and we all kept each other going and six weeks of hell went by and we got it all, (laughs) got it all relocated and figured out and got our health plan submitted and we all worked together and it was what started off being super stressful and on the surface or from the outside looking in, people probably thought, good God in heaven, what are those people doing? <laughs> you know, they're all stressed out, but we all just had such a great week and the kids really enjoyed it. And we all, I think, became closer as a county livestock group because we're like, dang, we, we did that. <laughs> we went through all of that crazy stuff to have these shows to prove ourselves that, you know, it was that important. And I think, I know you guys talk a lot about mental health on your podcast, Jason. And so the mental health of all of this, and I don't know if you had planned on talking about this or not, but I'm always up. I'm always ready to talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just from the exhibitors to me, to the parents, just everybody was kind of in a different place at all times. So much stress and so much like 
worry and, oh my gosh, is this going to happen? And what you said earlier about being in limbo, that was the hardest part was people are like, are we going to do this? Are we not going to do this? Are we going to get canceled? I lost sleep for weeks because I just was convinced that somebody was going to come and be like, even though you've submitted this plan and even though you've done this and even though you've done literally everything you possibly can do right, (laughs) you still cannot have these shows. And then I wasn't going to be able to fix it. And that's what I told my parents. I said, I'm just terrified that something is going to happen that I can't fix. And it ended up being fine. You know, we went through, we got through it. The week was great. We could not have asked for better weather. I mean, just, it was just wonderful. But there, that, those six weeks leading up to it was just like, holy crap. <laughs> what, what, what's going to happen? And I can't, I don't even want to think about the mental health part of it too, is if those kids would not have been able to have their fare. You know, that's the part that I think everybody was worried about at the beginning is like, okay, the mental health of these kids that don't get to, you know, this is one more thing that's getting canceled for them and they've worked so hard and now they don't get to show that off and, you know, work even harder at the fair. So it just, it was so much wrapped into one event. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I just feel so grateful that I got to be part of it at all, honestly. Yeah. So you, you bring up an interesting point there. And I think what we don't, what people don't see with the fair is, is the relationships that are formed um, among these kids. The, my best friends now, the people who are the, the, the men that I am closest to now that I grew up with are, are the, are the guys I, I showed animals with at the fair growing up with, you know, they were, they were the, the two guys. That awesome? Yeah. And the, <laughs> they, they stood by me in my wedding, you know, our, now our kids have animals together at the fair, um, which is like another really like, that's such a cool experience to be having right now. And so like the, the, the relationships and they're just so long lasting that come out of this. It's uh, it's so cool. And to think that one year of that was would potentially could have been robbed that could have been, they could have been robbed of that. I mean, that is just that it's, it's honestly kind of scary to think about, to think about what if that would have happened to me, you know, where would I have been? I mean, I, maybe I'm being a little dramatic. I don't know, but I don't think so. I mean, it, I think it's, uh, it, it, it was, it's a real worry. And I am so, I'm so thankful for ours was a community wide effort because when we got canceled, you know, we, we had no idea. We had nowhere to go. We, that's the one place that we felt like we could have it, but our, our local livestock auction um, in Cuba, I'll give them a shout out interstate regional stockyards here in Cuba. They, they stepped up to the plate and they said, we're going to have this here. We had no idea where they were going to have it. Like I, like all, like the whole time when they said that they were going to have it, I was like, well, I guess, are we going to show in the sail ring? You know, like, how's that going to happen? Like that, that's the sail rings (laughs) tiny, you know, Um, how is it going to get, you know, four, five, six, seven, you know, I think where there was eight classes. So like the final, the final drive would have been eight, you know, thousand to 1400 pound steers plus the, you know, like, how's that going to work? You know, but what they ended up right. doing, what they ended up doing was taking some, uh, some of the big pins in the back and they took the hay mangers out of that and made a, I mean, it was still really small, but it, uh, it worked, it worked out. It actually worked out really well for the hog and sheep shows, um, and goat shows. Yeah. So it's still a little bit small for the steer show, but crap, it was better than what we could have been, you know? So, I mean, they, yeah, you know, and they took sitting on your butt at home. <laughs> yeah. And you know, they took what, what, what always amazes me and what, this is what I love probably besides the kids forming the relationships and forming the bonds, the, how a community 
comes together in times of crisis or times, not just times of crisis, but just the county fair is like this, this moment for all of us to be together as a community and show how we can support one another. And this year, it was never more evident than this year when everybody came to, you know, the livestock market, they, I mean, of course, their sales aren't till Tuesday, but you know, they had to make sure everything was out of the sale barn on, you know, by Friday. Um, nothing could come in over the weekend because we were doing all of our shows. And, you know, it was yeah. it was really it was really like to think to like think about all that they had to go through. And they didn't necessarily profit off of this. They but they wanted they understood how important it was for us to have this county fair and how important it is to the community and how important it is to these kids. And you know that I'll I'll, I'll never forget that. I mean, it's worth more than any amount dollar amount that, that they could put on that, you know. And then they opened up their restaurant for people to have food at during the sale and show. I mean, it was just it was just a such a cool experience. We'll never forget it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think one of my favorite things to think about is like, okay, here you and me are sitting here. We're from Missouri, obviously, but think about how many stories like ours happened all across the country. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Oh and that's gosh, just a yeah. testament to ag people and how, like, like you said, the community that gets involved and they jump in and they will stop at nothing to have to come together and make all of this happen. And I talked about that on my podcast too. It's just like, I know my story is not unique. Like this is not a special thing where, you know, your kind of fear got canceled and you're, you ended up having your shows anyways. That's not a unique thing. It was stressful. And at the time I felt like the only one going through all of this crap, <laughs> but you know, I know that I'm not, and I know that this, and you know, just talking to you and I knew that you guys were going through stuff like this. And I knew people around here locally that were doing the same thing. Some fairs got to go on normally, but most didn't. And I just, I know that there's really cool stories like the one that you just told about how, gosh, I mean, clearing out your sale barn for a whole weekend, just so that some livestock shows can happen. That's a big deal. <laughs> and that's really, Oh awesome my gosh. Yeah. That. I mean, it was so cool. I mean, and I got to tell this story. I love, I've been waiting to tell this story and I haven't <laughs> had a chance to. So, and it's tell not me, like it's related it. to the, oh my gosh. So like, we all know that like when a mom asks a dad to watch the kids, like they don't really get watched. I mean, like they, <laughs> it, I mean, if they come back alive, like I feel like that's a win. So Carrie said, so there's, I, I mentioned that the two guys that stood next to me in their wedding at my wedding, well, it was actually one of their kids and then one of their nephews and then Boone, my youngest, they were all together playing. I mean, the whole time they were going up and down the alley at the sale barn, like just mm -hmm. running, just going crazy. And so they went outside to play out in this, like they had this little pin, just a little holding pin outside the barn, just outside. And um, I, a guy caught me and was talking to me and I could see the boys, but like I could see them enough to like know they were there but not really what they were doing and you know I was talking to this guy I mean I was probably talking to him about 20 minutes and I look over and I'm just like oh, I see him every once in a while I see him run well what I didn't know is they were getting they had a big round blue water trough you know one of these great big ones they were getting they were in the water trough getting in and out of it you know and just soaking wet. Like, and here we are, we're supposed to have a show. And of course, Boone wasn't showing, you know, he, they didn't have any of the peewee shows. Boone's six, so he just turned seven this week. But so they were just, they were just getting in and out. And like, 
And like, I didn't know. And Carrie went over there and saw him and she was like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and I just like, totally, like, that's just like a typical, like dad supposed to be watching the kids story. Like where it just, it doesn't, <laughs> they just get in all kinds of trouble and like it's just typical, you know? So I've been wanting to tell that story and I'm glad we had the opportunity here because like it was, it, but, it, but you know what? we'll remember it. I mean, it was, it was a pain in the butt to deal with a wet kid the rest of the day, but <laughs> you know, those kind of memories, like we'll never forget this fair, like for yeah. sure. This kid, one of the kids, the kids that won, the kid that won reserve champion, he's leaving for school in, in the, or not for school for, uh, he's going to, uh, he's actually just left, uh, to go to welding school. Oh, wow. And, you know, it was his last thing. He's not going to be back. Um, he just graduated, you know? So, I mean, like it's, it's a, that's a really special time for him. He did all the work on his own. Mm-hmm. You know, his parents aren't farmers. Uh, he, in fact, he lived in town. Um, but he, you know, got in with some folks and it was just like, you know, his stories like that are so, and if we wouldn't have had this fair, that wouldn't have happened, you know? Right. Those, neat stories those neat little anecdotes don't happen if these fairs don't happen and absolutely you know i couldn't imagine our lives without that no i i can't either i was up um at the missouri state fair yesterday it technically started today um but they have the the goat Mm -hmm. show and a few of the lamb shows and stuff and that some pigs were up there yesterday um but i was you know walking around in the goat barn and it just I was talking to one of my parents from Boone County up there and she said, you know, at the county fair, you, you know, you hang out with everybody, but you really, your goal is to have your family win things. You know, that's kind of, you know, you go and mm-hmm. obviously we, you know, work hard and you work with everybody and you have all these friends, but you still, you're competitive and you want to win. But she said, when we go up here to the state fair, it's just totally different because yes, you want your family to do well and your kids to do well, but as long as somebody from your county does well, like it just is this whole whole sense of community and family and just like it, it's just wonderful and it's like you I like you said I can't imagine my life without fairs at the county and the state level but especially the county level where it just is it's just different you know like everybody pitches in and helps and like you said your kids go you probably weren't too worried if your kids were somewhere there on the grounds you know, like they're not going to get into too much trouble. Everybody looks out for each other. Like, where's your dad? I don't know. I haven't seen him. You know, like everybody watches each other's kids and it's just a sense of community. And I don't know, there's nothing like it. And if you know, you know, and if you don't, and we sound like a cult, <laughs> if you know, you know, then I know, but I mean, but it's it real though. It's so I mean, real. it's, that's real life. It's the way it really is. And you know, we don't, I, I don't I don't know how else to describe it. And, you know, and I, I think there are people on here who will be listening that are like nodding their heads along with us the entire time yeah. because they understand what it's like. You know, it was and, and and I think what's cool is it's a generational thing. We my my so I'm different because a lot of the store like my friends my, my their parents were friends with my brothers and, and brother and sisters oh. like that's you know that's the age disparity with me <laughs> you know so but like it's so i mean i'm not really these aren't the, really the third generation of kids in the fair but they kind of are for mine but they are for my friends and their kids you know it's, their kids are the third generation and that's so cool mm-hmm. like to have something like that is just man it's just so awesome well and i think too and <laughs> 
I was laughing earlier when you said I might be dramatic, but I don't think I am. I think that all the time. Like, am I being dramatic about how awesome these livestock shows are? And I just have decided I don't think I am. <laughs> like, they really are that awesome. <laughs> and I think that the kids, from somebody who's around kids quite a bit, I don't have any children of my own, but I'm around kids a lot. And I see kids, you know, at schools and, you know, out at the fair and on sports teams and different things. Livestock kids are just different. You know, they, they work hard. They know how things work and the way things are supposed to be done and how to work and how to clean and how to leave things better than they found it. And, you know, they're just different and they know how to take care of stuff. And so I just think that they're so valuable. Livestock shows are so valuable for teaching kids those lessons and just teaching them how to be good people in in the world. And that's where I want to raise my kids someday, you know, is, is at these livestock shows, hanging on the rails and stepping in cow poop and throwing water balloons and sleeping on bags of shavings and playing cards on cooler lids. I mean, there's just nothing better. Um, and so I just, I, I feel better about our, the future of our country and of our world when I'm at a livestock show, because the kids are just the best. Well, here's what I realized and I think I realized this last year. Last year was my one my one of my twins, Cooper, he showed a lamb last year and that was the first time. And you know, our lamb wasn't very good and that's okay. You know, we came it, you know, we came into it late and we just had to get something the last minute. And it just, you know, it was fine. I mean, in fact he he got reserve ready gain with it. But you know, as far as the show, it wasn't what they were looking for. And that was okay. And he was really upset about it because he finished last in his in his class. And you know, he was sad and he hugged me and we were talking about it. And I was like, you know, it's just not always, you don't always win. And like, and it got, I got me to thinking about it. And somebody, one of the livestock sponsors came up and was talking to me afterwards and you know how it broke her heart to watch him cry like that. And I said, you know what? It's okay because this is one place in America where a eight-year-old boy learns to lose. And that yes. it's oh that it's okay to lose sometimes because you get the feeling of what it's like to lose, and then you decide what, if you want to work harder to win. Mm-hmm. You know that's and I think to me and I, again, lifelong lessons that are learned from the county fair and showing livestock at them. But this is just another one that I don't think I realized until I saw my own kid go through it. That you know, you know, there's there's participation trophies in in baseball there's participation trophies in lots soccer lots of things you know there's no right real you know once you get when you're eight years old and you're showing competitively at the county fair there's no there's no participation trophy other than the sheer enjoyment of doing it that's and that has to be worth it you know there's no prize there's just the personal responsibility and the personal pride that you get from doing it and to me that's one of the most valuable things to it Absolutely. And I may be a little bit more passionate about it than what some people are. And, you know, some would call it an obsession probably, <laughs> but I just, like you said, the, I, I would give anything to get to show as a junior again, you know, you can show on the open shows, but it's just not the same <laughs> um, to show against kids that you're are your own age and that you go to school with, or that go to school near you or something like that. I mean, there's just, there's nothing like it. And I wish I could turn back the clock and do it again. And it, you know, that's, it never gets any easier (laughs) to not be able to do it and to have to watch from the ringside and whatever, be behind the scenes. But it just, it's so good. And like you said, kids learn lessons. They're not going to learn anywhere else how to lose. Where else are you going to learn how to lose? Where if you walk out of the ring, you, you either, you either put in the work and it just wasn't what the judge was looking for that day. And then you learn from that, 
or you learn, well, crud, I didn't put in the work and next year I'm going to work harder. I'm going to do something different or, you know, and I remember when I was showing, I think I was in high school. I, so a lot of people, for those of you who don't show livestock, they, there's people that have like air conditioned rooms that some of their livestock stays in, you know, they, they go all out. <laughs> um, me and my family, we just had fans in the barn and I rinsed my steers every day and worked their hair and did things like that. And it was, it was a daily task. And I remember one of the summers I had one of the better steers I'd had in a while. And I asked dad, I said, you know, am I going to, am I going to win the fair? You know, such a high school thing to ask, am I going to win the fair this year? <laughs> and dad <laughs> looked at me and he goes, well, are you going to work for it? And I said, well, yeah. And he goes, well, I can tell you if you don't work at it every day, you're not going to win. But if you do, then you may have a chance. I mean, it just is that lesson of like, you don't know if, if, you're going to win or not, but you have to put in the work to see anyways. And now I will never forget that. Cause I was just like, Oh my God, he's right. Like if I don't work for it, I'm pretty much guaranteed to not, <laughs> but if I do work for it, then I at least have a better chance than if I didn't at all. Got a shot. Yeah, yeah. I got a shot at least. And so I worked my butt off that summer and it just, you know, it, it is, you learn along the way and you work hard and hopefully you come out on top a few times. It's fun to win, but it's also, if you don't, then that's not the only reason you do it. So, and I think a lot of livestock kids, well, some <laughs> feel like that. Yeah, no, I think so. And I think you're right. And I think you're hitting the nail right on the head. Like they're just the lessons, some of the lessons that you learn from showing livestock at the county fair are just, um, you you can't replicate them anywhere else. And I, 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 for one, feel fortunate that I'm giving my kids the opportunity to do that, just like my parents gave me the opportunity to do that and yours gave you. Um, it's, it's a great feeling. It's great to be able to do that for the kids because they'll take these lessons with them for the rest of their life. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we could talk cattle, show cattle all night, but I want to be respectful <laughs> of your time. And I do want to find out, shift gears just here for a second at the end, what's okay. what's going on? What's you have in store with the podcast? I know you took kind of a, uh, a faircation, like you say, which wasn't really a vacation, but... <laughs> <laughs> no. That was an unplanned faircation. That was crap hit the fan and it was like, oh my God, I'm drowning in, <laughs> in everything there. Um, but yeah, so I'm getting back into recording and a lot of content right now is around livestock shows because I am passionate about what they do for our industry. Not even just, we've talked a lot tonight about what they do for the kids, but in last week's episode, I talked also about, you know, how valuable they are for teaching kids how to talk about the ag industry to people who are coming through the barn. And I know this year is weird and there's not as many extra people coming through the barns, but on a typical year, you'll have somebody come through the barn who's maybe never seen a cow before or doesn't really understand what everybody's doing there with their animals. And it gives those kids an opportunity to talk about agriculture to, to this person that's coming through. And so I talked a lot about that last week and really just kind of getting, getting back into it. Um, I want to talk a lot about just kind of what different sectors of agriculture look like um, and, you know, how it's different across the country and kind of what the story is behind an almond farmer or a cranberry farmer or, you know, and the farmers that we have here in Missouri too, beef, cattle, corn, 
pig, beef and cattle are the same thing. Cattle, corn, pigs, you know, I want to talk to all those people, but I'm really just excited to kind of get some fresh stuff going for the fall. And I talked about this in my podcast episode last week too, but there's so many issues that are floating around right now that are so important that people are so passionate about. And I don't want to see agriculture and the importance of fighting for the best industry and the most important industry in the world get swept under the rug. So that's kind of where I'm at mentally with everything is like, ag is just as important of an issue as everything else that's going on, in my opinion. Um, Because we're the industry that keeps everybody clothed and fed and keeps the cars, some of the cars going. And there's other products too, that, you know, are byproducts of agriculture. And we cannot stop telling its story and making our voices loud just because other loud voices are going on as well. So that's kind of my heart and my head for the rest of this year. Um, and I'm just looking forward to some of the things that I've got going on. There's been a few events um, that I'm going to be speaking at. So that's exciting. <laughs> um, cool. But yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. And I'm just excited to keep on keep on trucking. <laughs> awesome. Well, very cool. Well, Caroline, as always, it's a pleasure to speak to you. And where can people where can people find you online? I know we've talked to you before, but maybe this the first time people are hearing you. Where do they find you at? Yeah. So on Facebook, uh, my business is called The Farm Story. And on Facebook and Instagram, both, we're The Farm Story. And then uh, my website is tellyourfarmstory.com. Very cool. Well, Caroline, again, it's a pleasure. And uh, I think we could talk all night about this, but we'll save everybody the, uh, we'll save everybody the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure as always. Yeah, of course. Well, great. Thanks a bunch. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Ag State of Mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ag State of Mind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.